This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Hal Walter, and the topic today is running. Hal is a pack burrow racer and is the cross-country and distance coach at the high school. Hal, welcome to the program. Hi, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Uh, now, a little bit of background. How long have you been in the Valley, and how did you find the place? Wow. So um, I actually moved to Custer County in 1984. I was working as a copy editor at the Pueblo Chieftain then and wanted out of Pueblo. And there was a co-worker who had a house for rent in Wetmore. So moved to Wetmore and within a couple of months ended up buying that house and lived there for a few years, moved to Leadville for almost a year and edited the Leadville Herald Democrat newspaper there, found that Leadville was probably not the place I wanted to be and, and moved back to Wetmore, did some renovation on that house, sold that house, and then uh, we moved up to uh, our place up by Bear Basin Ranch now. As noted in the introduction, you are connected with the school as uh, being the cross-country and the distance coach. What, what else is on your plate uh, in terms of what you do during the course of a week? I edit a website uh, that goes by the name of MAF Fitness. I, we put out a weekly newsletter, and I edit articles and write articles for that website. The site's built about around a... Um, a physician by the name of Dr. Phil Maffetone, and I've been his sort of his personal editor for years. So that's my main focus of work. But I also just recently signed on to be the uh, reading and math interventionist at the school. So I work part-time at the school, inside the school building every day of the school week, helping kids who need a little bit of help with their reading, math, and organization of their class and homework you're spread out uh, fairly thin, it sounds like. And I'm across, spread fairly and across thin, the board. And, but I like it. I, I like the diversity of not having this monotonous schedule all the time. It's something different every day. And and uh, and then after school, this time of year, I'm taking kids. Uh, we aren't started with our formal practices yet, but we go out and run some days after school right now as well. So people might see us out training around town. Our track is kind of a wreck, so <laughs> we're utilizing the streets these days. I have seen you and your team running up and down the street. How many kids uh, do you anticipate being in the track program? Well, overall in the track program, I would guess we would have 20-plus kids total. But, see, we will have kids that are distance runners, which are the ones that I'll coach. There will be kids involved in jumping. We'll have uh, throwing athletes, throwing the discus and the shot put. And there are sprinters, but I, I primarily focus with the distance runners. What, what are the distances for distance so the, runners? The runners that I coach are, are from the 400 meters to the 800 meters, 1600 meters, and 3200 meters. And, and those roughly equate to the quarter mile, half mile, mile, and two mile. And what about cross-country? Is that a set distance? For high school, the distance in cross-country is, is 5K, which is 3.1 miles. And cross-country is the fall, the fall running sport, and then track is the spring running sport. Okay. How far afield do you have to go to compete in terms of meets? You know, that's one of the, one of the amazing things about 
where we are in our school and the competition because we travel all over the place. We run meets over in the San Luis Valley. We, we um, in cross country, we run a meet over in Gunnison. In track, we run quite a few meets, usually in Pueblo, although that might not be the case this year because of COVID. You know, our closest meets really are usually in for both track and cross country or in Salida in Pueblo. You yourself are a runner, I gather. I started running when I was, well, I mean, I always ran, you know, even when I was a football player in high school, I ran to stay in shape. And But I started running seriously when I was a freshman in college and ran my first marathon, I believe that. Well, in my in my sophomore year, I ran my first marathon, and and I've just been running distance ever since. I, I've um, actually done fairly well at shorter distances, like the mile. I, I've I've actually won a race at the mile. I've won races at the five k, ten k, and on up to the marathon. I, I actually won a marathon one time. That's quite the variety of distances. Now, a lot of people know you as a Packborough racer. Uh, you've written about that. People have read that in the in the paper, I know. Tell me a little bit about what that encompasses. So, yeah, I'm probably more well-known as a Packborough racer than a runner. Um, Packborough racing is a sport that's been going on in Colorado since 1949. The, the first race was a race from Leadville over 13,000-foot Mosquito Pass to Fair Play. And that subsequently changed to... They, them having separate races in Leadville and Fair Play, and now there's a whole series of races all over the, all over the state, and actually there's races now in, in uh, Arizona and California. And, and is it a sanctioned sport? There's well, there's there a, there's a, a governing body called the Western Pack Borough Association. The rules are that you run with the burrow, which is a donkey. Burrow is Spanish for donkey. You can't have a mule or a horse or anything like that. It's got to be a burrow. And the burrow must be outfitted with a pack saddle, and they typically will weigh the saddle, and it needs to be at least 33 pounds before the race. And currently, our distances range from anything from six miles up to 29 miles. The, the Fair Play World Championship pack roll race is 29 miles, and it goes from the town of Fair Play up to the top of Mosquito Pass Summit, 13,000 feet, and then back to town. And I've actually won that world championship race seven times. Wow. And how many active Packborough racers are there? Quite a few now. It used to be that when, when I first started, if there were 20 at the starting line, that was a pretty good turnout. And now we're approaching 100 runners. And it's changed the, the um, face of the sport quite a bit because you get 90 burrows charging out of town. And it's <laughs> quite the rodeo now it's a, it, the starts are a lot a lot different than they used to be and i gather there's a fair amount of uh, uneven terrain there's uh, gaining and losing altitude oh yeah et yeah like at that fair play race you know you start at ten thousand feet and you're going up to thirteen thousand feet but on the way there there's there's a big climb that's just a really steep rocky road grinding up that thing and then when you get to the top of that there's a stretch up there called american flats and American Flats rolls through, well, a Jeep road, tundra. You have to cross this icy creek a couple times. And then right when you get to the end, there's this giant headwall of uh, boulders. And you pick your way through all these boulders up to the Mosquito Pass Road. And when you get there, you're, I don't know, a quarter mile from the summit. 
and you go to the top, turn around the sign. There's a, there's a sign at the top. You go around and then back down. <laughs> so what's the most challenging thing about pack burrow racing? Well, obviously the, the running is a, is a big deal, but the, the managing the animal and uh, training an animal to do that is, is the big challenge there. And yeah. who's the limiting partner, man or beast? It depends. And in my case anymore, it's it's me <laughs> because <laughs> I'm 61 years old. And and in fact, I was out running today with a wild burrow that I'm training. And um, I was at the end of that rope the whole time just trying to hold on. He was going so fast. But, um, it, you know, it really depends. And what I've found over the years is that the team, meaning the human and the burrow, that is the best balanced, best matched you know, they're the ones that are going to be in the top five there. And, and that's how you win is to have a burrow that's, that's good and, and you run well. And there's a balance there between the animal and the person. And over the years, who's been your best go-to burrow? It's interesting that back when I ran all my fastest times, I had a, a burrow by the name of Clyde. And Clyde was just awesome burrow. I mean, just, I, I can't say enough about that animal, but we never won the world championship. We came in second. I think we had the world record also for coming in second <laughs> at the world championship. But Clyde actually helped a number of people run fast times and win that race just by virtue of pushing the other competitors. And the time that I ran my fastest time on that course, which was, I believe, four hours and three minutes, I finished fourth. And But then, you know, I, I after that, I, I moved on to a a borough named Spike that I, I won the race with four times. And and then I have had a borough named Laredo who I still have. And Laredo and I won it two times. And then I won it with a borough that I'm running now by the name of Full Tilt Boogie. So what was the most memorable race that you were in? You know, back in 2000, I think I was in, I was in the fair play race and Spike and I broke away, went up that steep hill I described earlier, and we got way ahead. And we got to the summit. You can look back down, and I could see we were way ahead. And so we just kept running on in. And as we lost altitude, I noticed it was getting hotter and hotter, and we're about three miles from town. And the other person that I was I was really kind of looking over my shoulder for was Tom Sobel, who's won the race more times than anybody ever. You know, I think Tom's won it 12 times or something or 11 times or something like that. And we're about two miles from town and it, it goes through some rolling hills before you get to the town and then into the finish line. And I look over, I look back and I see Tom coming and I mean, he hadn't been visible from the, from the top. So he had made up a, a lot. I mean, like miles of ground on us and it's getting hot and spikes slowing down. I just keep one foot in front of the other. Now we're, you know, we're over a marathon distance and, you know, just want to get to the finish line. I turn around, here comes Tom and he passes me like I am standing still. <laughs> so rolling over the hills, you know, he, he just gradually pulls away and up over the top of the hill, down towards the town, he disappears. I get over the top of that hill. I can't see him. I know he's already in town and I'm, I'm actually, we're running pretty fast now. And uh, there's a little ghost town at the end of Fair Play. They're, they have some uh, chain link gates that they open up for the race. I come through that and I see ahead of me Tom and his burrow weaving on the road. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe I can catch him. <laughs> and uh, 
Spike saw that and he just started zoning in on that. And it was incredible. We caught up to him in like two blocks. And right when we caught up to him, Tomsboro veered off up onto the, they have a boardwalk instead of a sidewalk there. It was right in front of the park bar. Veered off up onto the boardwalk of the park bar. Spike goes flying by and and we won. <laughs> and I thought we had, you know, I thought we, I went from thinking, you know, we've won this thing running away with it to thinking if I hang on, we could win it to we've lost it to actually winning it. So it was kind of a. So back and forth. So that yeah. does sound like a memorable thing. Uh, you mentioned up front that uh, your son Harrison is interested in distance running. What what drives his interest? You know, I think the distance running gives Harrison a identity and a, a chance to be a part of something. You know, he's on the spectrum, the autism spectrum, and uh, a lot of a lot of kids that are on the autism spectrum, I think, find themselves sort of off to the side and alone. And being on the cross country and the track team has um, enabled him to be a part of a group, a part of, of something bigger than himself and given him a support system. I mean, the other kids are tremendous in the, in the way they, they support him. And so I think that's be, become part of his, a big part of his identity. I've seen uh, the two of you, along with other team members, running through town. Uh, as we run short of time here, I wanted to ask you about the National Apple commercial on television that I saw, and it's like, oh, there's Harrison. How did that come about? Well, I had written a story about his use of music headphones. Uh, he has a special accommodation to use mu music headphones um, from Chassa, and it was on the MAF website. So one day I get an email from this person saying that uh, they they want to um, interview us for the possibility of being in this Apple um, program. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I, I normally just ignore stuff like that because you get so much scam by email. Right. But I, I wrote back, this sounds like a scam to me. And right away I got an email back. No, I'm a, a casting producer in New York city and this is what I do. And yes, we want you to be, to be in this, uh, this program. They said, Where's your, we know it's a small town there. We'll probably just send a film, a small crew of 20, people. Wow. And so, yeah, they descended upon the house, uh, at, uh, dark 30 on, on Sunday that week mm -hmm. with a, a moving van full of film gear and 20, 20 people. And how long did they spend on location here locally? And how long would you estimate Harrison's spot was on the ultimate they, final commercial? They spent the entire next day, they um, sent out a still photographer who spent a half day with us after that, follow, you know, later in that week. And I think that spot was less than a minute, <laughs> you know, um, but it was pretty good. And, and um, I've, I haven't looked at it lately. It's on YouTube. But, the, you know, a lot of people saw that and, and saw him and our town and everything. All, yeah, great. I'd all over the world, probably. I thought it was uh, quite impressive because I know it was a national commercial. So, Oh, yeah. Hal, I'm afraid we're out of time, but I appreciate you coming by. Any final thoughts as we leave? No, I just uh, always appreciate the community support 
for our running teams at the school and also for Harrison and myself and appreciate you having me on the show. Thanks, Hal. We've been visiting with Hal Walter on the topic of running. Hal is a pack burrow racer and is cross country and distance coach at the Custer County School. My name's Gary and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet.